I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guide.com forward slash 293. Before we start today, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. You know, 90 days is a long time. We can do a lot of change in that time. We can start new habits, start modeling behaviors that will bring about future that we want. That's some of the things I cover in the 90 Day Mentoring Challenge. I, I, I target it around folks that are in the BizApp space. You know, in the past year, over 100 people last year came through the program. Uh, and we're looking for those numbers again this year. So if you want to engage, it's f- totally free. Go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentor. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's MVP is from Brisbane, Australia. He's a solution specialist, a first-time MVP. He's actively involved in the Microsoft Dynamics 365 user groups, including the Power Platform. Check out his website at dannycarhill.com. Danny, welcome to the show. Good morning, Mark. Thank you for having me. Did I pronounce Carhill right? Is that how you say your last name? Yeah, Cahill. I mean, yeah, Yeah. that's fine. Yeah, thank you. It's good that you've uh, that you've got your full name as your domain name. I'm always a big uh, proponent of getting the .com of your own name because even if you didn't have you know your entire career in biz apps, you could still leverage that for anything that you do in your career. Yeah, absolutely. And look, I followed a bit of your advices as well. Well, uh, so you were mentioning that you know having your full name, if it's kind of not a common name, it's good practice. So yeah, kind of follow that advice. I like it. I like it. Tell me about, you know, how you ended up in Brisbane. Uh, Tell us a bit about your family and uh, what's life like for you? Yeah, of course. Thank you. So actually, a small correction. So I don't really live in Brisbane. I live about an hour south, which which is the Gold Coast. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of the same area, but it's two different cities. But it's um, the party capital, right, of Australia. Yeah. That's where, that's yeah. where all the schoolies go, right, for yeah. uh, end of year. Yeah, absolutely. It has lovely beaches, surfers paradise. Um, yeah, there is a bit of uh, this this part of the Gold Coast where, where you have your nightclubs and everybody's going to party. But there are also amazing other other areas as part of the Gold Coast South. Uh, you have one hour South Barron Bay, which is also quite known. You have the hinterlands, which is about half an hour drive inlands which are, um, you know, hills um, surrounded by rainforest, tropical uh, rainforest, um, actually surrounding and and on on those hills, you can actually do some amazing walks. Um, I heard some of the best weed in Australia is growing there as well. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Got the best climate conditions, apparently. Yeah, probably, probably. The climate is amazing. And yeah, so we spent time with my family, two kids and wife, um, you know, enjoying 
this magnificent playground, right? This nature, so the beach or the walks um, in the hinterland. So, yeah, that's, yeah, so. Where did you come from originally? Yeah, I'm half Polish, half Lebanese, Mark. Um, yeah, and I grew up in Congo, in Africa. Um, yeah, yeah, so my parents actually met there. I grew up there. I was born there. Spent most of my life there, by the way. I still have friends and my father is still there um doing business so he's traveling back and forth um yeah so i grew up there and then my parents traveled a bit as well so they traveled to belgium poland so kind of followed them along the way and i don't know five years ago i landed in australia a bit by accident via work right so i knew someone as i applied for a position in malaysia then that didn't came true but then i got offered a position in in Sydney. Um, and then, yeah, you know, the adventure started. And five years ago, we, we landed in Sydney, stayed in Sydney, in Australia for two and a half years. And then as I was traveling a bit for my work, I could visit all the other cities. And yeah, we kind of like Brisbane, like the Gold Coast and the beach. And yeah, we kind of made made the move. Yeah. To relocate, yeah. So cool. Now, I noticed, you know, when I was looking at your LinkedIn profile, you have a lot of web developer experience um, uh, with with Mindvalley, which, you know, I, I got heavily and probably two years ago into a lot of Mindvalley content. Um, what was that like working for that organization? Uh, yeah, it was amazing, but it was, uh, they were just starting. So we started, I think I was employee number 10 or something. Yeah, and it's actually where I met my wife. So my wife was employee number seven or or the other way around, yeah. So we kind of started when it was really a startup with Vision. He was, it was in a small kind of warehouse outside of Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. And then, yeah, it was amazing. And then during that year, they kind of started growing pretty fast. And then we relocated to a very nice, shiny office in the center of the city. Um, and then we effectively left because it was an internship for my wife and I. Actually, not for my wife, for myself. My wife has finished study at that time, but I had to go back and write my thesis in Poland. So went back for a year in Poland. Um, my wife followed um, my wife now. Um, she followed me and then, yeah, we kind of stayed in Europe from there. And then they grew. Yeah, they grew up in, into a massive, massive company. So I was, I was developing in, in PHP, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I, one of my key takeaways, you know, from, from, uh, vision and was, uh, you know, what he called brules, bullshit rules. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, it really allowed me to examine my life and go, how many things were I bought up based on my parents' belief that were so-called rules, but at the end of the day, were just bullshit. Like they were just an interpretation of the age that they grew up in. It wasn't really a rule. Uh, and and it did make me challenge just a whole bunch of my thinking around that for the better. And uh, I'd say if you know, I was one my one takeaway from Mind Valley was to be absolutely that kind of uh, examination, critical thinking, you know, of of what you've been brought up to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing content, yeah, indeed. Yeah. So tell us a bit about, you know, when you came to Australia, did you land straight in? Did you already have Dynamics experience by that point? Um, I take it you must have, uh, and and that you then went after uh, a Dynamics-related role? Yeah, look, I have been in Dynamics. I was lucky enough to fall into Dynamics straight after uni almost, right? So in Belgium, 
uh, was working for a consulting company that was not doing only dynamics. We were doing multiple CRM systems and BI system implementation, but I was in the in the dynamics team. So I started in CRM4, uh, dynamics CRM4, and then I started as a developer, actually. I was doing a little bit of I mean, plugins and JavaScript and, and kind of messing around in the SQL database, you know, where we had the on-prem time still. Uh, I, I learned some hard lessons. Um, <laughs> the, fact, the fact that you said you're messing around in SQL, I'm like, red flag, red flag. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we, we, er, we, we, we learned the hard ways. <laughs> but it was good learning. Um, I remember, by the way, messing around with the activity, activity pointer, party, and, and all this shit in, you know, in the database, and it causes a lot of grief. But yeah, that's how you learn, right? So, totally, totally, totally. Um, yeah, so I grew up in, I mean, my career started in CRM4, and then, yeah, from there, I just stayed in Dynamics, um, followed all the versions. And then I kind of, my role evolved from developer to functional. Then I, re- I kind of realized that I really like running workshops and being, you know, client facing and and kind of discussing requirements and so forth with clients and yeah i had various roles um from from team lead to practice lead um i had the i mean in, in sydney i was one year practice manager which was more a people management role um so yeah i experimented a lot um so you know when i talk to various mvps uh, around the world and i ask them what what's the What's your Jedi skills? You know, what's the kind of key thing for you that you really have invested a lot of time in and be, you know, you're an expert in that area for you in, in the landscape that is BizApps? What is that for you? What, are, what have you really dedicated your understanding, your thinking, your research to? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, look, and it took me a bit... Um, of time to kind of find that, right? I had to kind of self-reflect quite a bit um, to really find what really passionates me and, and drives me to kind of wake up in the morning and, and be excited about it. And um, I realized that, you know, what what really excites me in, in Dynamics is, is and, and the core platform is really working with clients on understanding their requirements um, and kind of helping them envision kind of beautiful and simple solutions because you can always envision and, and, and drive them to complex, you know, solutions that are difficult then to manage and so forth. I, I really try to to challenge a lot of clients to stay as simple as possible um and and i kind of realized that um this is really what this is what i love doing so i love discussing i love workshopping i love investigating um i'm curious when clients uh, sends me you know a list of requirements i'm curious to understand more what is behind that um, and I kind of realized that, you know, spending time going through requirements, mapping them using different tools, like I use a lot of diagrams and visual because I'm kind of a visual person. So I realized that spending the time to go through requirements, discussing with clients about requirements, challenging them and then mapping that out into diagrams, um, kind of um, you know, other other visuals or other other tools to help everyone getting to a, a shared understanding of requirements was really what what was uh, kind of passionating me or, or that was really my passion um, 
so so yeah i would say that's probably the skill where i i I want to specialize and I specialize most. So there's various techniques on how to, you know, gather requirements, um, elicit requirements, challenge requirements, and then document them in a way that everyone get that shared understanding of, of this, these requirements. They want where we want to go. Cause you know, the, the worst, I found the worst way of, 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 of describing requirements is using effectively words, right? Because words, everybody, everyone understands words differently, right? Everybody has a different assumption and, and words mean some different things to, to different people, right? So what I try to do is taking those words requirements or those, those description of requirements and then translating them into like I said, different diagrams. I, I, I use shadowing sessions. I use, I, I, I use stories when I elicit requirements to kind of, uh, you know, talk the same language as client and use real life examples. So all those techniques together, um, kind of drive that share and understanding of requirements. So this is really where I specialize in. Yeah. Uh, Mark. Yeah. It's it's good. It's good. I find it interesting, you know, across my career, employing many people in, in various roles that make up a practice. And one of the common denominators I'd get, you know, it was easy to train staff on the technology, the skills, that type of thing. But what you're talking about here is is what we would probably classify as soft skills, really being able to engage and understand a business and, and produce uh, a solution that absolutely meets the expectations both now and even, uh, you know, forward in the solution, uh, you know, for into the future. And, and often the limitation was, you know, you could go and do a business analyst course, which I found was so formal and stodgy and based on, if you like, you know, kind of like 1960s type thinking, um, where are resources out there for people if they really want to get good at, you know, understanding requirements, eliciting that information from a customer, like taking the customer on a journey that gives them the the ability to find their voice and express, as you say, what they want. And it might be, you know, visual and, and how that is and how that's described. You know, if we cater the various personality types that might be involved. What type of resources are out there? You know, I've heard that you are developing some, that you're, you're um, actually putting trainings together. Um, can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Look, and yeah, so I started putting together, and, and this is probably how um, how I kind of got noticed a bit in the community, is that about two years ago, uh, I started writing about, about those concepts. So I started writing about which diagrams to use, how to model solution, how to run workshops, how to, uh, you know, challenge requirements, how to identify ambiguous requirements and what to do about this. And uh, I kind of started writing about that because I couldn't find a lot of resources, especially in the, I mean, there are resources in business analysis and, and they are, as you said, right, they are quite theoretical and also um, they don't really, apply all the time to our dynamics and, and poor platform technologies that we implement. Uh, they are kind of general, right? So I wanted to put a bit of flavor and, and, and make them a bit more specific to do, to do a job I do. So I started writing about, um, writing articles and, and posts and posting some of the diagrams um, 
almost two years ago I started. And along that journey, I, I put together a bit of, of a content that I'm now sharing using my peer group. So the peer groups happens every six months, a year. I run kind of... Um, uh, a training which is composed of, of videos and, and hands-on exercise. And then I finish the, the peer group with the live workshops. I actually, I have two live workshops at, at, at the end of a peer group to accommodate the different time zones. And we discuss all those techniques. And the idea is for me to kind of share my knowledge, but also get knowledge from uh, all the participants, right? And, and, and understand how they would use some of the tools I presented or if they know some other tools or techniques they use right so i kind of started putting that together i mean but i also had to look around right so where i looked for resources look uh, there are a couple of good learning on on linkedin courses um they are again very generic so what you have to do and what i did is taking some of those generic ideas and really experiment with them right and tweak them to adapt them to fit the dynamics physics 5 and power platform project and as 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 I experimented and and work with those tools along the way, you can kind of fine tune them to fit your Dynamics Physics Five and Power Platform project. And this is this is what I did with with the content I'm now publishing, right? So, um, so yeah, I'll continue on on, on putting together content. Um, I'm offering also some coaching sessions um, to uh, consulting companies, but also to uh, to end clients that you know, for example, want to write RFPs or want to gather requirements or, or kind of put together requirements that can be then um, presented to a um, to a partner. Um, I'm offering also those those coaching uh, services to to clients so that they can better articulate and and you know put together uh, a proper requirements um, you know the proper requirements um, documents with with all kind of diagrams and and and, and the visions that they want to they want to accomplish with the system so that a partner can you know easy in an easier way, help them implement Dynamics, um, Dynamics Weeks 5 or the Power Platform, or if they wanted to implement it themselves, um, at least they have a good base to start, right? So, um, so that's really where, where, where I spend my time, most of my time now. Um, another one where I get a lot of inspiration is the whole design thinking, um, uh, design thinking, you know, uh, concept. Um, so there is various design thinking kind of methodologies. Um, look, I didn't follow a design thinking course, uh, so to speak, but I follow a, a few of, of the different practices. And it's a lot of the, about experimenting as well. So I experimented a lot of those, those different techniques. And, and, and now I, I picked a few that, um, I, I think fits. Um, fit fit better for Dynamics Six Five and Power Platform implementations, um, but it's a it's a it's a learning journey, right? Um, yeah, you learn something theoretical, and then you have to spend enough time experimenting and and testing it on the ground and fine tuning it, right? So yeah, so true, so true. So, what was your path to becoming an MVP? How, how you know who nominated you? How did you get into the program? Yeah, th thank you. Yeah, um, look, and it, so I was alluding to that a little bit um, already when I was discussing my content. So look, I mean, MV I knew I knew the MVP program for years, right? As I was in dynamics, um, so it was always kind of, of there and and a bit of a, 
a long-term growth. I couldn't really picture really myself being an MVP, an MVP for quite some time. I, 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 in reality, I, I thought I didn't have, you know, the, the knowledge and the commitment for, for, for many years. And then as I started writing and being involved in the community and seeing people, you know, reacting and, and, and commenting on my articles and, and effectively, um, helping me learn because what I, Look, I started writing content to share with the community, but also to learn myself. Because there is no, no, I, I found that there is no better way to learn as if you were, as if you wanted to train someone, right? You, you trying to train someone will really, really help you learn and master the topic that you want to present. Because you need to articulate it in a way to make it understandable for others, right? So. So I really started writing two years ago about about those concepts, um, requirements, and envisioning in Dynamics 365. And then I got a lot of feedback from people commenting and contributing and to my to my knowledge. And I, as I was writing and contributing to the community, um, that idea of becoming an MVP kind of of came back. Um, but I was still kind of, I, I was seeing the amount of time and resources, you, for example, you were putting in, Gus, uh, Neil, and for, for, qu- for quite a bit, I, I thought, man, I would never be able to, to put such a quality and, and such a quality and, and so much content, right? It's just, it's just, yeah, it's just too much. And, but then as I was writing, as I said, more people were commenting and I found a lot of, uh, enjoyment and, and, you know, I, I, I liked actually writing and, and investigating and researching and sharing with the community. And it became a priority, right? Sharing content and, and, and developing myself became a priority. So I made the time. I made enough time over the last few months, years to dedicate enough time to write articles and contribute. And then from one day to another, you know, um, yeah, I got, I think, um, noticed a bit more within the, 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 the MVP community. So I knew Neil Benson, um, cause he's also from Brisbane. So I had regular chats with him. And at some point, I don't know, a conversation eluded where Neil, um, kind of proposed to coach me and, and mentor me, um, if I wanted to be an MVP to kind of guide me through the steps. Um, of course, I, I, I accepted, um, his, his generous offer, um, and had kind of guided me. And then I enrolled also in your, uh, 90 day mentorship program, uh, Mark, which helped me, uh, tremendously, right? Cause you really touch on those six, um, essential topics, right? And also I remember your, your mentoring challenge really kind of made me realize that I can present I learned how to to record myself on your on your mentorship program because you're forcing people to I mean forcing you really help people getting getting um, comfortable present presenting in front of the camera and recording themselves right that was a huge that was a huge step forward for me right so I guess with Neil's help your help a couple of the other MVPs. Um, you know, also kind of contributing and, and encouraging encouraging me. Um, after, I don't know, after one and a half year maybe of, of starting writing and contributing, uh, Microsoft, um, a Microsoft, not really a friend, but the Microsoft um, 
colleague reached out and 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 asked if if I would like to be an MVP because she she would like to nominate me and um, yeah and then I think Neil probably backed that nomination and then yeah it ha- three or four months later it it happened um, yeah it was it was a great journey just just that journey on 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 becoming an MVP was was amazing yeah. <laughs> And it, def- it definitely is a journey. Well, yeah, I yeah. see that uh, our time is up, and so I'd love to, uh, you know, throw some quick-fire questions your way and see how you can handle the pressure. Sound good? Yeah. No worries. Okay, here's, Let's a, see. <laughs> here's the first one. If you could have any one fictional character as your friend, who would it be and why? Oh, fictional character. Donald Duck, maybe? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Any yeah. reason? Yeah, because he's kind of funny by being silly, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I like it. If you could create one holiday, what would you create it for? Oh, just spend time on five days just going on my own to self-reflect. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Would you rather be gossiped about or never talked about at all? Gossiped about. Nice. Same here. What's the best <laughs> yeah. gift you've ever received? Uh, the best gift? Um, I got a pair of, uh, they don't work anymore, unfortunately, but I got a pair of ear earring, earplugs, you know, that you, where you can hear um, music and, and podcasts uh, to go in the water. So I could actually swim while listening to, you know, podcasts and self-development courses, which are were really amazing. It, yeah, they, they, they broke a few a few weeks ago, so I need to buy some new ones. <laughs> what do you believe in despite having no evidence? Oh, that, um, that there is something something bigger than, than, than we are, uh, than, than humanity, uh, that there is an energy floating around. Um, yeah, that we can, for example, um, you know, communicate with each other without words. Uh, and being apart um, in different countries even, that there is something, there is something extra. I like it. Final question, what's your most powerful and vivid memory? Oh, my memories. Um, I guess, look, moving to Australia was a big, um, yeah, I guess this one, just the move and probably because I was self-reflecting through your podcast on, you know, my journey. Moving to Australia was definitely a, a big one. Everything was so different and so new. Uh, and that whole memory of the move, it's, it's yeah, it's very vivid still in my memory. Awesome. Awesome. I like it. Danny, it's been great to have you on the show. We're going to make sure in the show notes you put links to the, the various training resources you talked about. And, of course, I encourage anybody if you if you really you know see your career is involved in engaging with the clients, really building solutions that that meet their needs, take a look at what Danny's doing there. Maybe get involved with those sessions. It could be well worth uh, you know get, getting trained to to develop your skills in that space. Otherwise, Danny, we'll make sure we uh, you know uh, let you know on Twitter and, and LinkedIn and stuff when we when we publish. Thanks again. Thank you for having me, Mark. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, also known as the NZ365 guy. Uh, Please like and subscribe in your favorite podcast player. Please leave a review. I'd love it if you would go up to nz365guy.com forward slash review. Tell me what you think. Uh, Let me know what you'd like to see, guests, etc. on the show. Otherwise, stay safe out there and see you next time.